It's headed for that small moon. That's no moon. It's Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this special episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio where we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi and I am so excited. It's a really special time when we can talk about Star Wars, which is becoming about a yearly thing in December. Um, and wow, we've got a lot to discuss. So we're going to do a really brief what we've been playing and what we're watching. Travis, kicking things to you, what you've been playing and what are you watching? So I've been playing a ton of Super Mario Odyssey and, you know, I've I've had kind of always wondered whether Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World was my favorite Mario game, but I've got a third contender now. This is an amazing game. Uh, so far, it's the only game I have on the Switch, and it was that's worth the price of entry alone. It was incredible. Um, as for watching, you know, for some reason, we decided that we would watch all the uh, all the Star Wars movies up till now. You know, no no reason in particular. Just you know, felt like a good time, and we'll get more into that later with comparing and I'm contrasting. Still thinking that was a good idea, <laughs> day. Oh, John. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, I, I judge myself for doing that. You should. But um, yeah, we'll get more into that later. But yeah, those I, I love my annual rewatch of Star Wars now. I'm, I'm liking that tradition. And that's about it. Tim, what you've been playing? What you've been watching? Uh, well, like Travis, I also decided to go through all the uh, uh, Star Wars, starting with Rogue One, then going through the original trilogy and ending with Force Awakens just in time to go see Last Jedi. As far as what I've been playing, uh, <clears throat> my friend and I finally beat Divinity Original Sin, the original. Uh, it was really fun, and I'm really excited to jump into number two. And then I've also been experimenting with the Final Fantasy 15 Comrades multiplayer ex- uh, expansion, which I can talk about another time. Script. I have been uh I haven't watched any of the Star Wars movies recently. I uh instead decided to lower my expectations by watching uh Iron Fist on Netflix because <laughs> I heard everybody thought it was everybody seems to think that it's complete garbage. Um and I don't know that I agree with that. I haven't finished it, but I'm on episode 9 and I kind of like it. So, uh, yeah, it's not bad. My my preemptive. Um, and then as far as what I've been playing, um, aside from the usual rocket league, blah, blah, um, subnautica, I mentioned a little bit on, on the site and, uh, I'm still, (laughs) I told Greg that I was writing an article and I am, and it's, but I'm putting way too much thought into it. Um, so it's cheerful ghost, man. You don't need to put that much thought into it. I know, but I'm compelled. Um, but it's, uh, it's a great game, but, uh, yeah, that sounds great. That's about it. 
I'm looking forward to that. So I want to really get through this because I want to go straight into Star Wars. But uh, I've been playing Super Mario Maker 3DS, The Adventures of Link on the NES Classic and Hearthstone Dungeon Red Mode. Yeah, uh, Hearthstone Dungeon Red Mode is definitely worth uh, checking Hearthstone out again. It's single player. It's free. It's great. Uh, I've been watching Baby Driver. Wow. Uh, What an amazing film by um an amazing director uh bojack horseman on netflix just kind of finishing up that season yeah if you like an existential trip down um self-depravity lane it's really great um and uh logan i saw that recently logan noir which i think is an amazing way to watch it in black and white it's uh it's incredible so you need you need to see it so um uh yeah all right let's head into our review of star wars the last jedi going to go the way you think okay everybody so star wars the last jedi um let's start things up i want to ask everyone did it meet our expectations oh and i also want to say uh we're just going to go straight into spoilers so spoilers are going to start right now so many spoilers so many spoilers like we're just going to talk about spoilers all the time so um, you really should just turn this off if you haven't seen it. And if you have, just continue on. All right, everyone. Did it meet our expectations? Uh, let's start things off with script. Did it meet your expectations, my friend? Um, no. No. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't even have high expectations. Um, I just expected it to be a good movie, and it didn't even meet that expectation. Um, I didn't think it was a bad Okay, okay. question movie. for you, question for okay. you. You're sending okay. Ryan Johnson a Christmas card. Yeah. All right. Get, how well, do you get say- well soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Uh, how do I send it? How do I, oh. what do I yeah, say? Yeah, what would you put in the Christmas card? You, you, you want to say Johnson. something about The Last Jedi. What do you say? Thanks for trying. It must have been tough. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, it just, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. It, it didn't, uh, it was, it was just, a me- it felt like a mess to me. So, um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I would say f- at least it wasn't a, no, it was, it was better than the prequels. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a kind thing to say, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, so did it te- for you, did it feel like a star Wars movie? Uh, at times, not, overall but at times okay. it felt like a star wars movie yeah okay travis did it meet your expectations and did it feel like a star wars movie i would say that when the movie started and up to like the first 20 30 minutes i was worried it things were seemed really disjointed the humor wasn't landing things just didn't feel right but by the time i got out of the theater and especially since then it just keeps getting better and better to me um, I think uh, it it did feel like a Star Wars movie for the most part. There were some things like some of the humor. I, I would say like half the humor got it just right for Star Wars and the other half just failed. But overall, I was satisfied and I can't wait to go see it again because I've heard that it gets better the second time when you know what you're expecting. Um, overall, yeah, I thought it was good with reservations that we'll get to later. Tim, 
Did it meet your expectations? Did it feel like a Star Wars movie? What were your overall thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, yes, I I felt like this was a Star Wars movie. Um, There was some stuff that kind of stuck out to me that didn't quite seem to fit, which, you know, again, we'll we'll dive into that a little bit more later. Um, Did it meet my expectations? Kind of. It's I I had the, the one thing I was looking forward to the most was getting to see more of Luke Skywalker and you know what happened with his character and what he was all store. over this movie and uh and what was in store for him moving forward and it kind of let me down on that front a little bit um <clears throat> right you know which again we'll get into more in, in a bit here um but outside of that yeah i mean it was it was fun it, it was a I thought it was a pretty good movie. I I want to go see it again. Um, so that's a good sign. But yeah, it's I, I'm, I'm a little conflicted about it, but we'll we'll get more into it. <clears throat> yeah, this is going to be an interesting discussion. I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm really glad because if you listen to our Thor Ragnarok review, um, this, the review is kind of boring because we all loved it. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no there's no discussion. But it's like, yep, yep. It was all liquid crack, basically. Um, yeah, it met my expectations and it totally felt like a Star Wars movie. I wrote something about it, too. So I want to I read it. Uh, I think this is a really bold movie that I think relentlessly pounds the good guys until the end. Um, I think it's really audacious in the choices that it makes. It's right out of the gate. Johnson has Luke take the lightsaber that Ray gives him and he and he throws it, which I think signals to everyone in the audience that this movie is not going to go the way that you think it's going to go. And I think that that's maybe why some people didn't really like it. Um, heroes are flawed. Choices have consequences. And the stakes are really just high as hell. And they're real, too. Um, it's a Star Wars movie that personally I can't stop thinking about. As they talk about failure loss and they try to challenge the idea of heroes and what legends are. Um, I'm also really happy that the movie went in the direction because what I think it did is it strips Star Wars down to its core, remove the uninteresting parts and unapologetically goes its own way. Um, and at every turn, Ryan Johnson takes what you think is going to happen and flips it over and over again, making it for one of the most exciting and literally edge of my seat watching experiences. Maybe not literally edge of my seat, but I was clutching my wife's hand. I was so tense. This movie was so great. I honestly I, it's so rare that when I watch a movie, I have no idea where we're going. I had no idea where he was going. I thought I knew it was going to happen. And then he just it it's just amazing filmmaking. So, um, I, I thought so. I thought so. I've never been in a movie where I was like, wow, I just, I, I had no idea where this was going. This movie subverts so many audience expectations and, um, just crazy. It it was very effective on me. So, all right, cool. Um, let's talk about some of our favorite moments. Some of us might have more than others, but, um, Tim, what, what are some of your, uh, moments that you liked? Out of the last Jedi, I like pretty much the entire portion of the storyline around Ray and uh, Kylo. Oh yeah, I, I thought that was probably the strongest part of the movie. It's like Force FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it called Force <laughs> Time. I like that Force yeah. Time. <laughs> it's funny. Um, like I, I thought that whole storyline was pretty good. I liked the interactions between Ray and <clears throat> Kylo. You know, um, and how for a little while it looked like they were going to basically team up 
um wouldn't have that as, been, oh that was so the good, awesome you know as yeah that the scene where they do actually they actually do have, team up and it's as cool yeah, as you think it's so great kicks a major ass in the process <laughs> yeah. um and then you know the the how they split apart at the end there that, that was for me by far the strongest part of this movie and the, i thought that part was great um We'll get into the parts that I wasn't quite as big on later. <laughs> awesome. Travis? I think my... It's hard to call, like talk about favorite moments, but we're going to get into themes of, of that are like pervasive themes throughout. So I think the a, a moment to bring up is when Yoda shows up, because if you listen to what Yoda says, he's kind of telling you why like he's he's ryan johnson's mouthpiece like he, he is telling you why ryan johnson made the choices that he did with you know, failure being the most important teacher and you know th- this is a movie that's setting up so many people to fail and i think we're going to see more of where that goes later in more movies but i don't know that yoda showing up was my favorite part but i like how he tied the whole thing together I did like Yoda showing up. I thought that was fun. I think Yoda showing up was a really firstly surprising moment and also um, really touching moment. Because at first when Yoda shows up, I'm like, oh, it's CG Yoda because he's all blue and he's glowing. And then I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. my God, this is a puppet. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yes. They brought puppet Yoda back. So um, that was awesome. And when he burns the tree, I was thinking, what the fuck is he doing, man? That's all the old Jedi texts and everything. But then you see later Ray's got those in the in the Falcon. So I guess when (laughs) she she left, she bolted with those. And he knew that But he just wanted to make a send a message to Luke. Right. Well, I think Yoda's actually a lot less. um, Precious with things than Luke was like, I think Luke was just acting out of anger and I think Yoda's like, oh, well, let's just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? That was so funny, too. He's like, so you read those books? He's like, well, (laughs) real page. Real page. (laughs) Right. Uh, John, what do you what do you uh, sorry script? What what uh, your favorite moments from The Last Jedi? I think I I agree with most of the like what you guys are saying about um, uh, Kylo and and Ray, uh, those are to me the stronger elements of story in the in the film. Um, their interactions and it, it, it I like the, I like those the best. Um, and then, as far as like little moments, um, when Ray goes into the the pit and tries to get her answers, yeah. Yeah. tries to discover, I loved like um the cinematics of that like yeah. I, I i don't i didn't understand it i i think that it didn't pay off but i thought it was gorgeous and really cool to watch um and uh the other thing that i absolutely loved was luke and r2 and when r2 plays oh the, yes the original Leia oh my clip, god i know i was i, know. I didn't expect that and almost and cried, know, and honestly. One of, yeah, that was <laughs> and Mark Hamill's performance it, during that. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Mark Hamill's uh, performance. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he went back to Tatooine. You know, like his 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 total yeah. whole demeanor changed. Uh, and yeah. Mark Hamill. Let's Those just are, say Mark Hamill was freaking amazing in this movie. Oh my god, yeah. he is. Yes. He, he is an amazing actor in this movie. Just incredible. His performance is yeah. incredible. 
that's definitely one of the when I say that this movie sometimes felt like a Star Wars movie, that's one of the times where it really felt like like a a, a good yep a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. So, but that's uh, there's a couple other things in there that I like, but those are the those are the big ones. So I think so. I just want <clears throat> to tack on the what you were talking about with the Ray Force image thing. So as I was watching that, it's a scene where Ray goes into the to the dark area, and I agree. I thought that was a really powerful scene too. I was I was just like gripping my hands, my wife's hands so tight, and like she's going in there. She's like, "Who are my parents? Who are my parents? Who are my parents?" And it's just, and then she comes to the end, and it's a bunch of versions of her, and then she goes through the door, and it's just her. Yeah, because yeah. I think because I think that. What Ryan is trying to say again, and he says it even again, just so the audience gets it. So we did it twice, okay. I think, was that um, it, it doesn't matter who Ray's parents are. Mm-hmm. Ray's the most important thing. Like, it's about her. She is her. You know what I mean? It's 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 her that's the most important. And, and when you always come back to it, it's always you. You know what I mean? At least that's how I thought about it, right? Because I think one theme of the last Jedi is that anyone can be a Jedi. And I think that's actually one of the biggest things that it says in the movie. And I think that it really bullets that at the end with the little kid, yeah. with the lightsaber broom. And I think that it's the whole story with Ray and the fact that her parents don't matter and that they're just junk dealers and maybe they're jerks or maybe they're not. Maybe Kylo's lying. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I think he might be lying actually, but, um, um, but that it doesn't matter because anyone can be a Jedi. So because, yeah, and we'll get more into that um, about some of the common criticisms of the movie, and then we can debate that point a little bit more. But I think that that I thought that was a really great moment because it is just about her. Like she, it, it's just about her as a character, and it seems circular and doesn't make any sense. But that's what I think Johnson was trying to say anyway. Just going into the whole theme of the movie, and I think one of the biggest themes of the Last Jedi two that I really appreciated, which is what Travis said, is, and I don't think he was talking about the movie, but I think he was talking about failure in general. If you actually look at Star Wars, everyone screws up all the time. It's just The Last Jedi puts a point on it and actually shows it in a way that makes you uncomfortable because it seems more real and it's not fake or forced. This is what I mean. Like when you see Luke talking about what he did, you see, and this movie is also about two sides to failure. It's not about just one perspective of failure from the perspective of the winning side or failure as seen as not a big deal right you in this movie for instance you see um luke skywalker failing his student kylo in two ways you see it from kylo's perspective from kylo's perspective he thinks that luke thought he was becoming too powerful and he was jealous and wanted to kill him in that scene honestly it looks like luke is holding his dick in his hand <laughs> with an evil express like his lightsaber like it's his, his own dick honestly that's what i thought when i saw that scene looking like he's a super villain gonna kill him and kylo in that scene is trying to save himself okay and then you see it when luke talks about it and luke's like look in a moment of weakness i saw the darkness in him and I wanted to kill him, but I was never going to do it. I and, and then I and then he was a scared kid and I couldn't stop where that was going to go. Right. And it's about failure and that failure being real and how it affects someone. And then what I thought was interesting, and a lot of people say that and I will talk about it more. But then again, I really do think this is a strength of the movie where people didn't like what happened to Luke's character as a as a consequence of that, he felt like such a big failure that he decided to cut himself off from the force for and, and never see anyone again. I honestly and no one really wanted that. 
to happen, but it, it's what happens to people sometimes when they screw up so big. They just like hold themselves off. They cut themselves off from people and they become dejected and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I mean, maybe people wanted to see Luke pulling Star Destroyers out of the sky more. I, I totally get that. But I don't know. I thought that it was a, a theme, that failure. And then they took it and they made it such a they, they made it more real than I in movies I've seen and a character that is this legend. It's this person that you think you know who he is. And I think it makes it even bigger um, to do it to Luke Skywalker. Um, which I thought was a really bold choice. Well, I think the biggest um, failure I, might not have even been Luke's. I mean, it, it was, but in terms of what happened during the, the time of the movie, it was the, the plot to go get the code breaker and do all that. That exactly. That oh, yeah. that they kept too. that secret and that fucked everybody up because they weren't telling anybody. And Laura Dern's character, who I can't remember, had this plan, but she didn't want to let them in on it because they were scoundrels. Or Vice whatever. Admiral Purple Hair. By the way, I thought she was great. By yeah, the way. But I Vice Admiral, I, I don't know. Too. Holden or something like that, I think. Holdo? Yeah. Hold it, Holdo or something but, like that, yeah. Yeah, like everybody messed up. And I thought that well, was every, like in a major way. And I thought that was a kind of a well, bold move. Well, everyone screwed up. But I think that's the point of the movie. This is the one where they're down and like... Lawrence Kasdan, and it's just something I think about a lot, talked about how you, how he did Empire, which is you throw your heroes up a tree and you keep throwing rocks at them. And this movie does that more, actually. And But it makes them screw up along the way, too. And if you think about... Uh, I don't... Let, let's talk about that one later. But um, I think failure is a big element of this movie. And I just... Maybe people don't like seeing that as much or something. I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Um, but so... By the end of episode episode eight, The Last Jedi, um, basically where we're at is <clears throat> Snoke's dead, <laughs> which was which I loved, by the way. I thought that was I, I love that moment. Um, uh, the resistance is whittled down to a handful of people. No kidding. Maybe 30, maybe on the Millennium well, Falcon to fit on the Millennium Falcon. That's it. Right. That's it. <laughs> the First Order is wrecked like they're wrecked they've got some they've got some star destroyers maybe left and uh kylo ren and hux are in charge (laughs) they hate each other a lot so where do we think the movie's headed uh john script what do you think where where are we going with this movie i sadly don't know and don't care okay (laughs) after after this movie like there's no reason i mean there's nothing i have no anticipation i i don't okay i don't really you know what i mean like i don't see i don't see anything i like you said it's like hux and and kylo are in charge and they look really incompetent at the end of the movie yeah um the rebellion resistance whatever i mean it's uh-huh. the rebellion they call them rebels the entire movie yep, yep. um they, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I would assume that there's a lot more, uh, I almost said Imperial forces, um, first order forces, um, than what was following yep. their transport. There probably is. Um, and apparently the remainder of the resistance or the allies of the resistance don't care about the resistance anymore. Um, according to, they sent out 
distress beacons and nobody answered. Um, and so the, they were basically talking about how nobody, nobody seems to care. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I really don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's going. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't, sure. I don't think that they know. So I don't, I, I don't <laughs> well, even, I've, I yeah. bet Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams do, but um, they're, I, 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 I tried they, getting I, them I, on the podcast, but no. I'm, I'm, they're, yeah. they're busy. They're know. busy. Yeah. Um, Travis. Oh, kind of the, the direct opposite of what Scripp said. I think that there's a lot going into episode nine because you know, the whole the whole point of the end of the movie was them setting up hope again because talking they were reflecting back on the time of the empire and bringing down the empire and they had luke skywalker and he was this legend it was the source of all the the hope in the universe or whatever and maybe that's cheesy to say that but now you know, they set that up with ray there at the end meeting like officially meeting um poe dameron for the first time and he is kind of in awe of her and like she is the new hope, I guess, like the new, new hope. So I, I think that's going to be where they go in episode nine. Hopefully there's more of a time jump and she's kind of come into her own more. They've built up forces because of the success they've had. I think it's a, but it's, got a lot to go on. But aside from, so their goal is what defeat Kylo. I mean, beyond that, what, What's the motivation? Well, the the first order is bigger than just Kylo, but I is guess he's well. The first order came up without like it started without Snoke. It started with people from the the Republic who thought that the old ways were better. It's just the Emperor was terrible, and then Snoke came in to the first order. He saw a vacuum there and came in and started influencing it. So, I mean, the first order will exist without the Sith. They probably wouldn't have gotten These as far are, as they had, but is, is this information that's gathered through the, the extended stuff? Yes, the books? yeah, the Bloodlines okay. novel that follows Leia. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, they, they wouldn't have gotten as far as they have, I imagine, without Snoke and Kylo. But I imagine it's pretty much take out Kylo and you, the rest will scatter, the same as they did when the Emperor was killed. Tim, where do you think they're headed? Dude, I got no fucking idea. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, what? one thing about this movie is that it felt like a finale. It did not feel like the middle act of a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it almost felt like, the, like a season finale for a TV show mm-hmm. where it wraps up all the storylines from the previous season and then just kind of sets the stage for an entire other season, you know, to pick up where this one's left off. Like, I don't know how they're going to, in the last movie, you know, Ray has to become a Jedi, like officially now. Um, They've got to rebuild the rebellion and take down Kylo and the first order. Like that's, if I were JJ Abrams, I'd be probably kind of pissed at Ryan Johnson for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for where he leaves off mm-hmm. the middle movie. <laughs> you know um yeah i i honestly have no idea i i don't know where they're gonna pick up with the next movie which i think honestly is a great place to to leave because everyone seems to want 
the same. They seem to want it a, a very thematically similar Star Wars movie until they get it right. Because because I think that's and we'll talk about more in that common criticisms, actually. But if you think I have no idea where this is going to go, I think that's the best place to go into the next movie, actually, which was which is honestly why I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. So when I think about where they could go, I here are some themes that I think are really interesting. Two leaders that hate each other that are trying to lead at the same time. That sounds like a really interesting story to me, honestly. We've never seen that is, before in Star Wars. Is Ray, so, a, is Ray a leader? No, no, I'm talking about Kylo Ren and Hux trying to lead oh. the First Order together. And what what if they don't? Like, what if Hux tries to kill Kylo and the other side? Like, that sounds pretty interesting to me. They're crazy. They are crazy. And they're going to try to lead the First Order together? Wow. I want Like, that sounds great. Like, also, it's honestly, like, like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a very common trope to be like, when their chips are down, well, the chips have never been more down. There's only like three people on a spaceship, you know what I mean? That's, that's great. So I think there's a lot of places they could go. And plus, there are a lot of people that are sympathetic, and now it's all new stuff, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I'm excited. And I think JJ's got quite a bit to go there. I think Chris Terrio and... JJ are pretty creative and I think they'll figure something out. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, really excited about that. Okay. So we're going to get into some of the <laughs> common criticisms of the movie. Um, Travis, why don't you start at the top and uh, we'll go through uh, each one. Why don't you explain this first one, the first criticism? Yeah. The first one on our list is uh, the lack of any backstory for Snoke. Because people weren't really expecting him to die, and then he did, and you realize, well, where the hell did this guy come oh, from? Like he's yeah. like we've he's old, obviously. He's very powerful in the force, so how did he fly under yes. the radar of everybody for all this yeah. time? So right. that there's some some criticisms about the lack of story that I don't agree with, but this is one that I kinda do. It wasn't a huge deal for me, but I really wish that we had gotten some information about that because it, it seems odd that he would have gone unknown for this long question when the return of the jedi ended and we got no backstory for the emperor were you upset was anyone upset about that that's different though it how's is that? Different. How's it's, that it's different because like we're when we're thrust into this world it's a world where the emperor is already there like we know that he uh-huh. rose to power snoke Right. And Stoke was there. Right. The Stoke was, the yes. Awakens. But like, where did he come from? Like, how did he fly mm-hmm. under the radar for everything for all this time? Mm hmm. He just it's came kind out of like introducing. It's honestly the same. Right? I don't think it's the same. No, it's not the same because it's no, not it's, at all. It's introducing a major, possibly the most powerful player in this universe. Near the end of a story, it's like. Why bring him in now? Especially why bring him in and then kill him? Because if the only reason that he was ever there was to prop Kylo up as, you know, the main bad guy, then you didn't have to have someone as powerful as Snoke to do that. And so it's just, it's just a weird card to play to have. So if I remember the original, so if I remember the original trilogy, the Emperor came in. And the Empire Strikes Back. He's just a hologram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 
He was a, and then you have Snoke, who's in the Force Awakens as a big hologram. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, it's, it's still different don't because see this the, is the 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 Force Awakens was the seventh movie in yeah. the series. the the sure. The first trilogy, like we accepted that the Emperor was the Emperor because he was the Emperor, but now we're this far into it. Like, there's just such a big gap of where the hell was this guy? Like, there's a there's, wonder, there's a story gap there. Wasn't there a book or something in between, like a zillion books by like um, that explain this? Right? Not really. I could no. probably do a Google search well, and find, there aren't any books that explain that. No, I haven't read all of them. Katie has, and there isn't one that explains that. Oh, there isn't one. Okay. I mean, okay, so this is something my wife mentioned, too, as I was talking to her about this common criticism. She said, okay, you wanted backstory for the Emperor? Yeah, you got it in the prequels. No one liked those. That's not because... We didn't, like, it, we didn't, we didn't like, people didn't like the, didn't not like the prequels because of Palpatine's backstory. They didn't like them because they were crap movies. Honestly, I mean, that was yeah, the yeah. best part of the movies was Palpatine's <laughs> backstory. I mean, I, I, I agree anything, with them. Palpatine's storyline was one of the stronger parts. Of <laughs> I the agree, yeah. but that doesn't that didn't make the movies great, though. Yeah, I mean, I no. thought it was an interesting <laughs> quip, but um, yeah, no, I get, I get it, I get it. People wanted Snoke backstory. Here, here's here here's what I think most of this criticism revolves around. It wasn't. Like it would, it revolves around common things that Star Wars does. Why doesn't? Why don't you know about who Ray's parents are? What? what who? Who cares? Like, do you know who Ripley's parents are in Aliens? No. Well, the only reason. Hold, hear me out. The only reason why you care is because Star Wars taught you to care. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, I disagree really? with you on that. Yeah, I, I completely disagree. The reason okay. that we care is because we're made to care by the story of the movie. The movie made it important. If it wasn't important, then it wouldn't have been a major theme of Force Awakens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why the, why play on it so much? Yeah, and they made a big deal out of, you know, who is Rey? Where did she come from? Where were her parents? You know, in the first, uh, well, not first, but in Force Awakens, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, there's even that joke when she first finds BB-8. And, you know, BB-8 asks her who she is and she goes, oh, you know, top secret <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Right. There's even that joke, like they make this big deal about like who's her parents. Yeah. And then, you know. And, now, and Ray, I think, is a different said story. That, I'm actually. Oh, go ahead. Or go ahead. Yeah, I think Ray is a different story altogether. It, it is a different. It, it, it is yeah. a different. Like, she yeah, came different. from like she came. Oh, we watched her rise to her power. But Snoke right, is already right, at exactly. the, the peak of his power. Sure. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. With with Ray's parentage and i don't do we get into that later no no we yeah. do we do we should we should later. continue back to the snoke thing that was my bad yeah. i'm sorry i yeah. should have conflated those right. yeah, snoke. 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 Um, I, yeah my big thing about yeah. snoke was that like well you brought up the emperor and travis i think made a good point is that that was when the movie opens the empire has been well established like in that universe and even though we don't get a lot of backstory until the prequels come along you just kind of accept that there's an empire that there is an emperor that's at the head of this empire, mm-hmm. you know, and the, he gets revealed later on into the movie. It's like his rise to power isn't so much the story as, you know, that he is the emperor. He's the big bad. He's the the big boss man, you know, mm-hmm. and this one, we've seen the backstory. We know that, you know, the empire falls and that the first order comes out of whatever is left of the empire. Mm-hmm. And, there's this big mysterious snow character 
that nobody knows anything about. Like we, we want to know like what happened. Like the empire, as far as we know, was beaten, but now they're back because of this Snoke guy, you know? So there's, there's a lot of questions. And then also like one thing I noticed is that Luke mentions that when mm-hmm. he goes to confront Ben, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that Snoke had already turned him. So right, he was yeah, aware so, of Snoke. Right. Yeah. So like if he knew who Snoke was, where how was Snoke getting to his students exactly. enough? And why was nobody doing anything about this? Right. <laughs> you know, oh. like it seems to me like if the problem was that Ben was falling to the dark side because of Snoke's influence, why was nobody approaching Snoke? Like how was Snoke communicating with Ben this whole time? Hmm. So, yeah, it it raised a lot of questions and then did not answer any of them. And now I don't know if we'll ever get answers because Snoke's dead. So is it really no. worth spending no, what screen I, what time I be- to explain that, you know? Oh, no, I bet what's going to happen at the beginning of uh, episode nine is JJ is just going to have Yoda sit down and explain to everyone what you know, all the questions just so like, so everyone can be first, like, oh, it's the greatest Star Wars movie ever, because all he's going to talk uh, about is just talk about lore. It'll be the largest Star Wars crawl ever. The first and then all the fans will love it. And every fan thread movie. answering people. people's exactly. questions. It's just in the crawl, then everyone can love it again. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I guess I see what you guys are saying. I guess for me, when I saw a for- The Force Awakens. I saw the Emperor 2.0 and boring McEvil again. I, Snoke seemed less interesting to me than the Emperor. So I didn't really. I mean, we've talked about Snoke and I guess I've theorized about Snoke, but not. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, he's cool, I guess, but not really cool. And again, it's 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 more of those Star Warsy things that I think. I mean, I love JJ. I think he's a great director, but he pulled these elements from Star Wars because they felt like Star Wars and, you know, you, you like master servant. But if you think about in what, what Johnson was trying to say is anyone can be a Jedi and there isn't maybe just one Sith and apprentice. Right. Maybe there could be a bunch of Sith because there could be I, a bunch of Jedi, maybe. Well, there's also but, um, another kind of hanging thread. And the, the, OK, they have to do this in episode nine is the Knights of Ren. We've now heard them mentioned in two movies. I know. Right. We've seen them in that right. flashback of sure. when Kylo sure. Ren goes aggro right. on the whole Jedi temple. Sure. So we know there's other dark side force users right. out there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's the thing, too, is that the, the whole anybody can be a Jedi. I, I mean, that's a, a misnomer. I mean, anybody can use the force, maybe, but they're, they're not... They're not equals. Just because you can force use the force doesn't mean you're a Jedi. Sure, it's um, I guess a je- Jedi force is sensitive a is a better way to put it. Like, sure, right. sure. I mean, yeah. okay, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Um, so I don't know. I I thought that like he was just the Emperor too, you know. And what I think Johnson clearly did in this movie was take almost everything that was a copy of which. Which let's be honest, like the biggest back. Like, okay, this is kind of how I look at The Force Awakens. When The Force Awakens came out, it came out to almost unanimous praise from from critics and fans. It got a high, high, high fan uh, rating because it was like eating cookies. It's amazing. It's an amazing experience. One of the best theater experiences of my life, just to be honest with you. It was incredible. And then, and I still think it's a great movie, by the way. And then afterwards, there was a huge, huge, huge fan reaction to say, oh, it's just like a new hope, blah, blah, blah. And then now a lot of fans don't seem to like it a lot. Um, even though they did when it came out, because like almost everyone did. Um, I think 
And and so what Johnson did was take all those elements, the Emperor too, um, that Ray's parents, which is just kind of a callback to Luke and all that kind of thing. And he just scrubbed it out. Whether or not people liked it. He kills Snoke. Doesn't doesn't matter who he is. He's just the Emperor 2.0. Ray's parents don't matter, actually, because she's just a character of her own. Anyone can really be a Jedi. Let's not make her Obi-Wan's kid because who cares? That's just again, we've done that before, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they didn't want to turn Luke into Yoda because, again, they've done that before, even though that's probably what everyone wanted to see. Um, I don't know. That's kind of how I look at that. Um, and he really, really just erased all that stuff. I don't I kind of do wonder what JJ thought of that, but I don't it doesn't really bother me too much. But yeah, yeah, I can see where there'd be a lot of criticism from that. And you guys are right. The Force Awakens does. JJ opens a lot of mystery boxes in The Force Awakens, and one of them is who are raised parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but would it be cool if Kylo's though lying? Though I think he might be lying. I really do think he might be. lying. That is certainly it's a possibility. Possible. Although I, I will say this though, of the many complaints, the fact that Ray's parents are nobodies, I actually am okay with that. Oh, I love that. I actually like. Yeah, I actually yeah. like the yeah. idea that somebody who is not tied to some dynasty, out you know, of the old republic or something like that, can become the heroes now. Like yeah. they don't have to be tied to somebody else established it can you know i i actually think that that was cool like I, I, i'm okay i'm okay with that idea i'm not okay yeah. with how they delivered it in the movie i i think the delivery could have definitely been better it especially because it would have been laid up so much like yeah it would have been way more interesting for for ray to discover it on her own somehow without okay. somebody telling her you know you know you, you already know you know you, unless it's a lie Unless it's a lie, yeah. But why yeah. would we? Why would we have any reason to believe that it's a lie? He, oh, I don't think he because he did. He didn't lie to her through the whole movie. Yes, but the movie. But no. okay. But think about what. No, no. Hear, hear me out. Right. The movie is all about perspectives and people being wrong and failing. Right. In oh. in the movie. No, hear me out. I'm not done. In the movie, Ray sees a vision of Kylo Ren turning to the good. He doesn't. In the movie, Kylo Ren sees a vision of Ray turning to the dark side. She does not. Okay. Okay. Lots of people are wrong in this movie. He could be wrong, or Perspect- he could be lying. He. How do you have a skewed perspective of what somebody does? Like they're. Uh, Kylo Ren has a very skewed perspective on a lot of things. I don't not, think he. I don't no. think he's looking at things. I don't think he's looking at things in the right way i think he's seeing it through the lens of what he wants and okay, saying what he wants maybe saying that giving his perspective on why ray's parents left her on jakku is one thing giving his perspective on who they were as far as like their trade or their significance in the story that's not a to me that it doesn't seem like an issue of perspective that's a that's just a fact that he threw in. Well, it depends His on how he knows. May have... If he well, knows, still like he could force visions. Like if, it's, if it was those same force visions that he was having that showed Ray turning, then those could have been planted by Snoke because Snoke apparently set up the force time call for them. So I mean that could all <laughs> that could all be from that. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, and also he's he's clearly like, I mean, I he could be lying too. Like, why would he not? I mean, he's like clearly problematic. I don't think, I, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I, want to, I hope they don't I, go I, I don't that direction. S- I, don't, I hope they just leave it alone. But I mean, yeah, me I don't too. see any motivation I, for him to lie to her. 
to get oh i see one big because he's scared to run the first order by himself like he like i i really do like you when he loses ray he just becomes unhinged when he he realizes he's in charge by himself he freaks the fuck out like he is more unhinged then than any point in any of the movies ever he is insane and partly it's because of luke and he's also like that just ramps it up even more but i think he's just freaked but he didn't he didn't confront luke until after that's exactly right he didn't with with ray yeah he's just so going crazy absolutely no i think he's just losing it i disagree (laughs) no totally yeah yeah i mean totally there's a lot of ways to look at uh, look at what happened for sure um okay so uh okay the second common criticism john uh script you want to read that one <laughs> oh the uh oh, hold on my screen just okay uh leia using the force to create a pocket of gas to survive in space was that um, what happened i thought she just used the force to like pull herself to the ship according to the yeah, visual dictionary that's what she did so are you serious yep, she, i did not get that at all i didn't either wait like, what what visual dictionary how those, what are you talking about? Those, like every every Star Wars movie, they release the visual dictionary, and who, like Lucas, who create Lucas a pocket of gas. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's even that's, that's even that's, dumber than I what I thought happened. Yeah, yeah that's a ridiculous. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that was Ryan Johnson. So let's not forgive me. Okay. Let's just keep it broad and say Leia using the Force to save herself, like because pull herself safe. back to the ship. Or People can exist in space without it pulling you apart like that's just a common misunderstanding like but but it's very cold and you'll die very very fast so just need to create a pocket of gas to survive that's just anyways it doesn't matter the whole super leia thing let's let's let the whole super leia thing uh yeah Uh, what do you think about that script so what's the i guess i don't understand like i didn't personally have a problem with Leia using the force, especially in a um, traumatic situation like, you know, near death. Right. Um, My only real problem with that whole scene was how it was filmed. Like it looked goofy as hell. Um, But I, I, I thought it was weird because especially with Carrie Fisher's, you know, passing um, that it's like, that's a, I was ready to say, oh, that's an interesting way for her to, to 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 die. But then they saved her into a coma. The whole thing was was just weird. And then she pulls herself back to the ship. And to where? She didn't pull herself to an airlock. She pulled herself to a door that was exposed to space. So yeah, they, opened they, the, opened they opened door, the door and then you know. they're all just like, anybody near that door would have been sucked out into space. I don't understand. Technically like, blown out blown out whatever <laughs> it was uh yeah i didn't i didn't like the logic of it didn't make sense and not because she used the force because of other filmmaking decisions but yeah i've i mean i've always kind of assumed that leia had some latent force ability um i had never read any of the books to know you know how she would have used it but i don't have a problem with her having a specific, especially even a specific force ability that nobody's ever seen. I, I think that's the common thing that I've heard is that we've never, so I guess the force can do that now. That's new. It's like, but okay. I mean, people use the force in different ways. The yeah. Emperor shot lightning. 
uh, Vader choked people. Um, people move fast in the, you know, or a in the, young in the farm g- boy with a handful of minutes with an old man can blow up a death yeah. star. Or like, like it's, the, it's, it's, it's like weird stuff happens in Star Wars. In the, people. In the, in the games, if, if anybody played, uh, you know, the, the, uh, shit, the bio where, when the first night of the old Republic, Knights Knights of the, old Republic. the old Republic. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Bastila, she was, uh, her force ability was like battle focus battle or whatever. Meditation. Battle meditation. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's a very specific thing. So I, I don't have a problem with Leia working her mojo. I just thought it looked goofy, really. That's my at, only problem with it. At first, what I thought was happening was she was actually dying and she died. And I thought, wow, what an amazing send off for Leia, just like you said. And then she pulled herself to the ship. And I just thought that was a little, yeah, like I said, I, you know, just was a little filmed, a little weird. Um, I, I didn't mind it though, because I really like that she was in a coma and I really like that storyline very much. And I liked how she comes back out of it and she shoots, she shoots Poe. And I love that whole turnaround and like, it was so great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that scene wasn't, didn't so work so well for me. But um, it, it, I, I didn't think it was a big deal. Like it was just a scene that, you know, maybe just didn't work as well for me. But anyway, let me say one, one quick thing too. way too many people in the Star Wars u- universe uh, get put into comas. Like it seems like everybody, if they don't want to use them, they just put them in a coma. It, putting someone in a coma is a pretty common trope in movies to get them out. Like in the X-Men movies, it's used way more. <laughs> you know, Professor X in every movie is in a coma. Is <laughs> used way too OP. But yeah, I mean, I never, we never, I never saw her use force powers and then she has them. So that was a little odd. But I read the Thrawn books and she had force powers in those. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Travis, Tim? Yeah, that was, um, the only problem that I had with it is that in, in current canon, at least, we haven't seen her use the force in any physical way. Like she can sense things. Apparently she can, one of the reasons that she's good as a Senator in the Republic before she becomes a general is because she has that influence, but suddenly, and maybe it was just like an instinctual thing. Like she has the force and all of a sudden she's in danger. So here, let me save myself. But the only issue I had with it is that we'd never seen her have that kind of control of the force before. It wasn't like, oh, this is a new power that nobody's used before. That's stupid. It's just that she hadn't been seen to be able to control it that way. But I agree the the, the worst part of it was how it was filmed. It just didn't look that great and a little too Superman-y when she was flying in. <laughs> but Yeah. Or Mary yeah. Poppins. Yeah. People are comparing it to Mary Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of the dress. But how else you, I mean, yeah, there's only so many ways to film that. But yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, I agree with you guys that it was goofy as hell. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a problem with her using the force like that. I mean, we knew she was force sensitive. It, you know, it, it makes sense that at some point in between return of the Jedi and when Luke goes missing, that he would have taught Leia something, you know, or it just, even just through the natural course, she would have discovered her, her powers, you know, since apparently, people can do that now just kind of figure out how to use the force (laughs) um but just it was a weird scene and yeah i i don't know 
overall, it doesn't really take away from the movie too much. It was just a weird scene that didn't really seem to need to be there so much other than to have an excuse to put her in a coma. But <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, overall, dumb, but could have been worse. And there's other problems I have in the movie that I think are a little bit bigger. <laughs> okay, so another one that we've we've seen is that um the Finn Rose Poe plot didn't really affect anything. Um hmm. I disagree. So I do mean, I. Okay. So do I. Okay, yeah, so do I. Like, okay. I agree. <laughs> First off, it's like really interesting, but it's like, okay, so then people must really not like um Indiana Jones, the the first Indiana Jones movie, because if you if you look at Indiana Jones and then, of course, Big Bang Theory talked about this as well um, in in Indiana Jones uh, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. um, If you take Indiana Jones out of the movie, um, all the Nazis still die at the end. So like they would have still died. They died because they opened up and everyone on the island would have died. Um, He just wouldn't like he he didn't affect anything, actually. (laughs) They still would have all died on the island and you know, maybe the Nazis would have come back to the island and then they opened it up again and maybe they would have died again. So I, I don't get this. What I think actually is really interesting about the whole Finn, Rose and Poe plot is actually is they didn't do it um, and they would have just kind of not been like um, uh, that kind of flyboy that just kind of, you know, gets people hurt and all that like um, Vice Admiral Holdo said. Um, they would have actually um, not harmed the resistance because they wouldn't have noticed that um, they already flew in with a um, cloaked ship. And then they wouldn't have later realized that there were other ships that could be cloaked around them. So if you look at the movie in terms of the theme of failure and maybe you should listen to experience, because I think this movie is also talking about that. It's, it's so subtle. Maybe you don't realize it, but like Leia and Holdo are right. the whole time although they don't say it and that's kind of a big kind of i don't know maybe plot hole i guess but it's the only way to sort of like do a a couple things we wants to do which the movie wants you to think that poe is like you're a traitor and then the movie flips it again ryan johnson flips it again where it's not and that's one way that you can do that um although it creates kind of a plot hole where she'd be like hey guys don't chill we're gonna be in these spaceships um that are that are cloaked or whatever but, um, yeah, it's just continues that failure thing. And sometimes the plans and, and it's really funny because, again, it's another area where Johnson flips you. You're like they, they go through the typical movie plot. You got to get to the center of the thing that looks like the flux capacitor and you got to shut it down. Well, it feels like a feels like that's what you should be going to. But it's not because he's flipping it over again. And he does that over and over <laughs> and over in this movie. He thinks, you know, where you're going and then he subverts it. Right. And so, um, yeah. Okay, but I, like, so, yeah. so he because, subverts because, it. Like, it doesn't yeah. really. There's no gravity to the subversion. I think it. I think there is because you constantly don't know where the movie's going. And for me, but, when I watched oh. it, hear me out. When I watched it, that constant, you think you know where it's going, but it doesn't, created one of the most enjoyable experiences I've been on because I had no idea where the movie was going. You think it's going down movie plot, and it's like, nope, we're going over there. Yeah. Nope. That's not what's happening. You're going there. Nope, that's actually not what's happening. We're going there. And it was constantly new, fresh, new, new, new. For me, anyway, that's what happened. But how easy is that to do in a movie? Like, it's it's the equivalent of, you know, are we going to do this? It doesn't matter. I mean, that was that was his flip for everything was that nothing matters. 
It's not that oh, there was no. some well, it's not that nothing turn. matters. Like it no, definitely matters. Things matter very much in this yeah. movie, matter, I would say. It mattered because um, they were they were like it wouldn't have had the impact. The right. failure wouldn't have had the impact if you didn't see it. Like well, it was important that they Finn the well, impact how, in that, important how because in that what happened was the characters, right? What happened to the characters? In that thing you take you take Finn who still is the same scared chicken who wants to run by the end of the by the beginning of the movie and by the end he's rebel scum like he is definitely like he's in because of the journey because he went of, on, because he saw what happened on candle blight and again this is another theme of the movie which is generally speaking the movie this movie actually talks a little bit more about the discrepancy between the rich and the poor and people that are put into slavery and he sees that and he sees the stakes of all of that and uh. he becomes a rebel that was irrelevant to him. He he had already we had already I've, seen that from him in the first movie because of his complete rejection of the first order. He had the same motivation to to want to destroy the first order because of what he saw they did firsthand. He it really didn't I, I didn't see the significance of sending Finn on this thing to see how rich people live on some planet to, you know, because they're war profiteers. I mean, I don't, well, in the first movie in the force awakens, he his instinct was to run. And the only reason he fought in the end was because he got attached to Ray and he wanted to save her. You start this movie up and he's trying to run again until he gets knocked out. And by the end of this movie, he's not saving one person. Like he's ready to sacrifice himself for the cause. And he never really felt that attachment to the cause before now. Right. And I think that that's what they did, too, in this movie, because when you go to Canto, hear hear me out. When they go to Canto Blight, he sees child slaves, which he is a slave as a -hmm. child as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that gave him more motivation. Right. Because you're right, Travis, because he's without Ray. He wants to run. She's gone. He's like he's out, you know, which I get that his character would probably do that. Yeah, I'd say his character probably had the most clear character arc. Um, and that he's, yeah, he's kind of a coward in the beginning. His only motivation was that he wants to be safe and he wants to try and make sure Ray is safe. He's trying to flee the, the capital ship, you know, in the beginning there with the beacon that Ray would eventually follow yep, to go because find he her. doesn't right. want Ray to come back and basically right. get slaughtered, right. you know, so he's trying to save himself and he's trying to save Ray. That's really his <laughs> only motivation in the beginning. And on the sure. other side of this, I mean, that- oh, go ahead, script. I, I mean uh, that's that's fine. I mean I can get behind giving Finn uh, a, a character arc that that gives him some some more strength of of character, some more courage um, to face his opposition rather than run from it. That's that's fine. Um, even though we see him fight plenty in the first movie, I mean he's he's that arc for him is not that it doesn't have that much of a curve. Um, I, I don't know why they had to introduce a new character to bring him on this other crazy mission in order to, t- uh, the whole thing just seemed, uh, convenient and irrelevant. Um, I think it would have been more interesting to have Finn and, uh, and Poe go off together to do something and to get captured, not captured in a cage with Benicio del Toro, but captured in a cage with all these kids 
to where they're having a, you know, they're talking to the kids. That would have been more interesting. The whole thing with the animal cruelty and the, the war profiteering is like, who cares? Like that was just superfluous baggage that just didn't, there was just too much going on. And I, I think they could have trimmed it down, had the same effect by telling a, a, a different story with different character pairings. I, I feel like Finn and, and Finn and Poe's characters in this movie were switched. Like they kept referring to Poe as a, as a hothead, a flyboy. I never got that impression in the first movie. Really? I mean, no, not yeah, at all. I, I did. He, he was he, the yeah, best pilot. You got the impression that he was uncontrollable. Well, not uncontrollable exactly, but uh, like that's what they. He was a. I mean, I. I thought he was a great pilot, sure, but he was also the best pilot. Yeah, but also sure, impulsive, yeah. and he's cocky because he's the best pilot. He thinks that he yeah. knows what is I the never, best thing to do. How I, did you ever get cocky in well, Force Awakens? Well, in the first scene of the Force Awakens, with yeah. him talking to um, Kylo Ren. Yeah, the swagger. Should I talk first? Or you talk first. Yeah, I talk. Yeah, he was way cocky. Absolutely. That's not cocky. That's uh, it is. I think so. The definition. Uh, okay. Isn't it? No. <laughs> no. It's right no. there in the dictionary. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see that as cocky. I mean, he was. He was captured, and he was. He was mocking. Uh, Kylo, but I, I don't, I don't see that. That's not cocky at all. That's, that's no, um, I, it's, it, it would have been more interesting. Like I saw, um, it's more believable to think that Finn is cocky than to believe that Poe is cocky. I think because he definitely Finn, had some moments where he was for sure. Finn like has, I'm a big deal. Yeah. I'm a big deal. Well, I mean, exactly. I don't think that was cocky right, so much as it was like trying to mask that the fact <laughs> that he wasn't cocky. Like he was Let's not get into semantics. It's definitely boastful. That's the sure. question yeah. about that. Yeah. But we're, I we're think getting it, into the dictionary wars that probably not going to be too interesting. But again, like, okay, but the, the whole idea of like, if, if they would have switched their characters or paired them together to have them away from whatever was going on with, Leia and Holdo or whatever. I mean, it, it just all seemed so contrived. <laughs> it was, it just didn't seem to flow very well. Well, I definitely agree with you that there's a lot going on here. I think the reason why they paired um, Rose with Finn was a couple reasons. Firstly, people seem to think Rose is a useless character. I don't quite agree with that. Um, I think that she exists for a couple reasons in this movie. Um, I think the first reason why Rose's character exists is to give the stakes in this movie um, actual weight. Uh, I think that's the first thing you see I, because like in a Star Wars, and this is why I think the force, like the last uh, Jedi is a really great Star Wars movie is because um, death has consequence in this movie. For instance, in the first scene, you see all these Thai bombers come in and or bombers come in and they destroy a dreadnought ship. And that actually has weight to it. Firstly, it kicks the First Order right away in the face. And secondly, it maybe was too costly. Right. Have we ever, ever Really, I mean, the only times in Star Wars they ever talk about things having weight to them was when Bothans died to bring you information or something. That's that's the only really time they talk about that kind of thing. And it seemed like, and that like they're trying to say, look, war has cost. And when Ra and, and 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 Rose, 
her Aldor. sister died there. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. But I think this was <laughs> more so. I think this was even more so than that, because because throughout the movie, people keep dying and it and it, and it's and it's it's kind of like the whole journey of this movie, which has kept just absolutely destroying the the resistance. I think the other reason um, is that um, they wanted to introduce um, kind of a love interest in the movie and have someone have a relationship, um, which I kind of when when that kiss kind of happened, I was like, OK, well, I didn't really. Mm, I get what you're trying to do here, but I didn't really I, I, I didn't really see that love thing happening. Um, exactly. So I didn't really think that was like yeah. totally earned there. But um, but I appreciate them trying to do it because I thought um, the relationship between Han and and uh, and uh, and Leia and the Empire was the most interesting part of that movie, frankly, um, I think was their relationship. Um, call me a sucker for that kind of stuff, I guess. But when they're arguing, it's basically cinema magic. Um, and, and I think that, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think that their, their, their plot line was pretty interesting. I thought for all those reasons, but cool. All right, let's keep going down. Um, we already talked about Ray isn't special. Well, she's special because she is, but not because of her parents right. that we know of, but we talked about that already. Um, okay. So some other criticism of this movie, of the movie, uh, Tim, why don't you, uh, how, how would you, st- or script, how would you talk about the next one on the list? Betrayal of Luke's character. Um, that's just how, yeah. What would you, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't mind that he died, I guess. I, Luke. I don't know. I mean, they made him relatively uninteresting in the movie, I think. So I don't, I mean, his, his character arc of being the, the catalyst for evil is, it's just weird. And I guess, again, just kind of feels, I don't know. People keep saying that there were a lot of bold decisions made in this movie as like such a, a a great um uh challenge they took some risks and i I just don't see that i see a lot of a lot of just contrivances that like that don't have any gravity behind them and and luke is kind of one of them it's like he's been gone for all this time and all of a sudden we're made to believe that because like like Luke would actually be motivated to stand over a child with a lit lightsaber ready to strike him down. I mean, you can have the dialogue in there where he says, I only thought about it for a second, but it didn't last a second and he didn't just think about it. He drew his blade. I mean, that's, Really? I mean, he faced Vader. He turned Vader, helped to turn Vader. But he saw something in Kylo so dark, apparently, that he thought, I'm going to kill him. I got to kill him. I mean, I don't believe it. I just don't, I don't believe that. Um, so, yeah, if, if that's the betrayal of Luke's character, then, yeah, I, I think... I think that's just a weird decision. I mean, the fact that they did it and that's what happened, then, okay, well, whatever. It's just, it doesn't, it's weird. 
and it doesn't make the rest of the movie it doesn't give gravity to the rest of luke's actions in the movie because it's like the only reason that gives them gravity is because you had to slip in the fact that oh he did this horrible thing okay I, it just doesn't it, it's it just seems like false gravity to me it, it doesn't well, it, firstly, we I wrote the whole. Oh, OK. So we no, wrote the yeah. whole. Oh, cool. So we wrote the whole betrayal of Luke's character because that's what people have been saying, not because we actually like maybe I think Travis wrote this. It's not because maybe he like thinks that or whatever. No, <laughs> I like don't. maybe some people do. OK, OK, cool. But uh, yeah. Um, so I think that. It does, though, because people screw up and this movie's about failure, right? So you could say, oh, I don't believe that that would happen, but. Star Wars people screw up all the time, right? Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, it, it's just a common theme. Like, and I believe that it would happen. Not that, I mean, whether or not his character would do it, I mean, may, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you're, we're trying to suppose. I mean, this we're, we're talking about a space movie, right? Where they can, you know, where, like, where people are, like, flying around in space and shooting lasers and that makes a noise in space. But, like, of course it could happen or it couldn't happen or whatever. I don't know. But, like, yeah, I believe it could happen. Absolutely. Do people make choices that they regret? Yeah. Sure. But yeah, absolutely. And and I honestly could see a place where someone would be like, this guy's going to be the next Hitler. I'm going to kill him. Yeah, I really do think and that. And you were talking about how he, he faced down Vader and, you know, yes. he was going to turn Vader. So I think that they used... They, he Ryan Johnson knew that. And I think that that just shows how dark he was like, how dark he Kylo had gotten. Like if, right. if Luke and, didn't think he could turn him back, if, if Snoke had changed him that much, then I think it's, it says more about where Kylo was than where Luke was. Yeah, maybe so. And I think maybe, I mean, think about it, like where the emperor took the galaxy, right? Bajillion people dead, right? Luke, if he could have like, like i don't know fought the emperor and vader to win he probably would have but he can't he couldn't and he tried and lost both times but it's the difference between showing that and telling it and that's one of the criminal sins they did show it there were two scenes that they showed they showed that kylo was so evil that he was worth killing uh i think so yeah but by luke's actions by luke's actions it's, but it's, that's not a qualifier for that. That doesn't show Kylo being evil. That just shows that somebody made a mistake. Well, I mean, there's a lot of moments in movies where they where they get away with exposition. I, I don't really want to get into the showing versus telling argument because there's a lot of times where like exposition works in movies and sometimes where it doesn't. And I think that I mean, I think this is a moment where I thought it worked. But like, um, yeah, I, I, I do think that people screw up and it does. And like he was so ashamed of what he did that he cut himself off from the force which was another element of the movie i liked because people do that when they're really ashamed of what they've done and they thought they've screwed up and that they're so they screwed up so much that they did that which i thought made his character a little bit more interesting than seeing luke skywalker pull star destroyers from the sky you know which i think is what people kind of wanted um they wanted that which you know i mean cool I, I don't know. I mean, I think that Luke could have failed in any number of ways, but having him face, you know, tell us that he saw something in Kylo that was so evil that he was worth killing him over, um, 
without us having seen Kylo do anything remotely that evil, in fact, showing conflict within Kylo in the first movie, it's like, I mean, we've never seen Kylo that evil. We've seen Darth Vader more evil than Kylo. We've seen the Emperor more evil than Kylo. So, I mean, I don't, I guess it, I, what, it, what I mean is that it, it just wasn't earned. It was them telling us that this was a big deal. Trust us. This was a big deal. But we don't, I, I didn't feel like it was, I was like, really? Why? It doesn't, doesn't feel like. And that's, that's maybe why that decision to have Luke be that way doesn't resonate with people because it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't well, make sense. I think what you're criticizing isn't exactly what I've read other people say. I think they wanted Luke to like pull Star Destroyers down from the sky, but but they do think that he, you know, would have wouldn't have been, you know, this dark character. Anyway, what do you think, Tim? What do you think, Travis? Who boy, um, <laughs> this is this is part of the movie that I I had the most trouble with, and it's yeah, it's hard for me because I don't know if I can have like an objective opinion about this because of how much this character meant to me as a kid, right, like right. I mean, I grew up with Star Wars and they were my favorite movies as a kid and I loved all the characters, but I wanted to be Luke. He was my hero. He was my favorite character from my favorite movie and was a huge, huge influence on me. So it's, you know, I he's a legend. He is an absolute legend. And I, yes, I have I have trouble with this and I don't I don't know how I feel about his his character in this movie. Um. And it's hard because if I try and like think of it just not as Luke Skywalker, but just as a character, I I think it's a much more interesting arc. Like if, if this was not Luke Skywalker, if this was just some other mentor character who was trying to raise Kylo and then in this moment of weakness failed for just a second. But it was enough that Kylo saw it, was afraid, the fear took over and he, you know, turned on him like that's an interesting character arc but is it luke i don't know because again we saw luke face darth vader and yeah that's his dad but like he wasn't raised by him he didn't have that you know family connection even if he kind of wanted to um we know how much evil darth vader had accomplished he betrayed the jedi order he helped murder all the jedi he killed kids for crying out loud he, you know, he's been cutting down rebels left and right up to this point, And yet Luke still couldn't bring himself to kill him. The closest Luke ever got was, you know, in, in Return of the Jedi when he knocks his dad down, cuts his hand off. But even then he stops, you know, just I, I don't know if I believe that he's, Luke would go into. He didn't kill Kylo Ren, by the way. He didn't kill him. No, but he, he went into his tent at night while he's sleeping right. and was like for even a moment totally ready to just murder his nephew right like that i don't know with, that's hard with, that's hard with, to sell without a lot of build up to get to that payoff yeah with with all of the maturity and experience that luke had already gone through with all of that that's how we have to accept that he decided yeah, because yeah, people aren't true. perfect when they because people aren't perfect. By the end of the, the last Jedi, Luke is not perfect. That's you, you think the, like they're, they're, by the end of your like right now, are you guys perfect? Like you're older than Luke, like we're older than Luke was. Like, that, but that's just, not the point. Yeah, yeah, it is the point. the The point <laughs> is that failure 
and the movie like the movie's talking about people i think it's actually trying to be more reflective to okay cool but i think it's trying to be more reflective of people and make a broader statement about failure in terms of people self-reflecting on their own lives whether or not like we take these legends to be you know like in 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 inhuman or actual human you know okay but the question is whether the failure had to be that big that's yeah that's the question why i think in order for him to go and isolate himself for all those years he had had to be huge and i think why would you cut yourself off from the force and i think you know luke only got like three weeks of training in this movie i mean that's yeah it definitely happened in a movie no question about that in this movie there's it didn't happen we don't know about that up until after in this movie that's a contrivance of this movie that he cut himself off from the force that's well it's not that he that that he isolated himself physically from everybody else in the galaxy that that alone is i mean that's one thing that is i mean that in order for him to do that i think the the sin he committed had to be pretty strong he could have just failed as a teacher and kylo got it wrong and decided to go his own way that's that's enough to make a lot of teachers quit their jobs Right. They don't and have we saw to that actually in a new see hope it. with Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? I mean, yeah. he failed too. And they went into isolation, so did Yoda. This was bigger. Yeah, and again, I don't, I don't trying know why to separate it, to it from that's kind of that's the question. From my feelings about Luke as a character, <clears throat> it's an interesting story. The the mentor figure failing so badly that he you know basically isolates himself and tries to make sure no one else can ever be you know taught those lessons again right he thinks that the jedi should be not a thing anymore because he <laughs> yeah. he has failed so badly that you can know he talk- thinks it's just too dangerous but absolutely can we talk about how when he thinks about the jedi for a minute because i thought that was really interesting okay yes and i so yeah. is he talking of, okay okay do you think that that's a commentary on the prequels when he talks about the jedi i thought it might be yeah it may have been yeah i thought it may have been as well because it, it seemed like that was kind of a thought about trying to take the movie back to a simpler version of how you th- think about the Jedi, which was, yeah, it seemed like Luke was kind of ragging on that way of like the old Republic and thinking about, you know, that kind of thinking about the Jedi. Yeah, no, I mean, if you really think about what the Jedi were like in the prequel area or before that, it's kind of a messed up organization. <laughs> <laughs> like they take children really young, isolate them from their parents, tell them they're not allowed to have any relationships, you know. <laughs> like it's pretty screwed up um so in that sense i was hoping that the the old idea of what the jedi were was going to end with this movie you know i was i was hoping that moving forward it you know if they were even if they were going to still keep the name jedi that what they were as an organization would be different seems Um, to yeah, I think they seems yeah, to get accomplished. That. Like, and I think that's good. Like, I think that was one of the good things this movie did is whatever comes forward now is I don't think it's going to be like the prequel era Jedi, and I don't think it should. And I think that's a good thing to move away from. But yeah, I I still have trouble with Luke. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Even though I love Mark Hamill, 
I think he did excellent in every single scene he was in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I have a hard time. I, I'm still a little conflicted about it. I well, definitely need to see the movie some more and and come back to that. <laughs> I wanted, and this is why I mentioned, I think fans wanted to see him pull up the stars for it. Because that's what I wanted. I wanted to see that movie. I'm like, Luke is clearly going to be the most powerful Jedi in the universe. Like, he's going to be more powerful than the Emperor at this point. It's been 30 years. He's going to walk in. He's going to rip Snoke a new one. Snoke's going to be scared of this person. He's going to just destroy everything. He's going to come in. Uh, yeah, that didn't happen at all. Like, and it kind of makes sense, I guess, because why would Luke seclude himself off on that one island, I guess? I don't know. I mean, I mean, that is one way to to explain it, although, you know, clearly some people don't. I mean, you know, it's not just you script. I mean, a lot of people don't like the explanation there. It's not just you at all. But but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally, that's what I was coming in to say. I'm like, Luke's going to rock and kick some butt. And that one scene at the end with Luke um, is really cool. And it kind of was what I was looking for. Um, and I really like that scene a lot. I mean, I think it fits in really well. In fact, that one scene where, um, you know, he just immediately sews up to what was the crate, I think. And yeah, then um, Kylo's, you know, everyone's shooting at him and he comes off and then he dusts off his um, his shoulder. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. That was pretty bad. Everything. Except I'm wondering in that scene the whole time, I'm like, why does he have a black like did he dye his beard and shave before he flew here and i'm like what happened he's like his outfit's different he looks younger and then i'm like oh he's a it's a force projection <laughs> that's kind of funny it's a force projection funny. but he could solidify himself and i don't know, it was it was it was kind of did weird. he solidify himself well yeah because he held leia he interacted with yeah. uh, leia oh interesting okay cool yeah yeah. Uh, well, because she's force powerful or something, maybe that's maybe that's why that happened. Yeah. Well, and we but, saw Yoda um, knock Luke on the head, and uh, Kylo and Ray were touching each other in their force projections. Okay. So. Cool. That's mm-hmm. apparently nice, how it nice. works. So the, you can, you can be selective in what part of you is real and what part isn't. Yeah, and I thought that that part was really cool because um, you know there is some there is some criticism of Luke dying in this, but then. It, they kind of explain it earlier. What's like, well, if you're not doing this force projection, you die. You know what I mean? So clearly Snoke can only do it for so long. And Luke did it way longer than that. So um, that probably makes sense. Although I don't think at that point I really thought he died. And by the way, that whole him dying thing, I didn't really know what was happening. I'm like, wow, he's getting a real moment here. And then he's, oh, he's, oh, he's gone. Okay. So I didn't really understand what was happening there. It seemed like he just kind of like had a moment and then let go. Not that he died because he was weak or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's another thing I'm not okay with. What? <laughs> I'm not okay with Luke being gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know he'll be back next episode when, as a Force oh, yeah. Ghost. I mean, sure. as a Force Ghost, for sure. But and that's like, weird. It's but weird because they now they've established that Force Ghost... I don't know, maybe the books did this, but they've established that Force Ghost can use the Force and make things happen what's the point like i don't get it i mean yoda summoned lightning to strike the tree <laughs> so yeah well the point Jedi of that i think was dead then well the point of that i think was in the movie because it was like he was trying to send a point to luke but i think that the reason why is because they talk about this and i think it's i don't even remember maybe it's even in the prequels they talk about where yoda's like they become one with the force or they become the living embodiment of the force so if they are and again, that's a prequel thing. So, you know, however mm-hmm. people want to look at that. But like then, yeah, they could probably do lightning. 
but then, but then why don't they always come back and do stuff? Hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, you know, because it's a movie. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> For plot reasons, they, yeah, they plot, can't interfere too much. Exactly. Well, right. And, and that's kind of what people talk about in this movie, which is like, oh, OK, you know, the, the ship goes to warp and it cuts through the other ship, which is an amazing scene, by the way. And like, what, you know, but I mean, J.J. had a moment in the previous film where he like they warp through shields. Well, why can't they just warp bombs through every shield and blow things up? So, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. It's like sci fi stuff you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, every, like with... uh, every sci-fi movie in a franchise is gonna ramp something else up because they have to so right. we're gonna keep getting more powerful force and more powerful star destroyers and stuff i mean it's it, that's just how it's gonna happen yeah i i have no problem with him warping like a bullet through a ship the problem i had was the, again like the way they filmed it like the the audio silence the the visualization it was awesome oh yeah did not did not fit in the movie at all but it was awesome like it <laughs> it just felt completely out of place like it looked like it belonged in like interstellar or something like it it just was weird it was weird very cool but weird yeah we don't get completely silent scenes um in a star wars movie at all so i definitely think that it was different for sure yeah yeah and it did honestly kind of I, I get it. It does kind of look like it might have been from Interstellar. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's I never even thought about that. That is interesting. Yeah. That was cool, though. I think I think <laughs> what they did is they they concepted it out and somebody saw it. Some, you know, big wig producer or whatever saw it and was like, that's going in the movie. That's going in our movie. I don't care what it looks like at that, because if we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. So that's going in our movie. It's like I felt that way about several different things in the movie. Like they just wanted it in the movie for the sake of it being in the movie. And it didn't really fit whether it was a joke or, a you know, a landscape or whatever. Like it, there were so many things that just didn't belong in this movie that looked awesome, but were just out of place. Hmm. I'll have to watch it again and, and see uh, about that. I, I it really worked for me in the moment, but but I'll yeah, I'll see about uh, looking at it again. Um, it didn't really stand out to me, although I, except for, wow, that was really cool. Um, so, all right. So another thing, um, Phasma died in this movie. Um, and maybe, okay. So that's the thing. Like, um, apparently maybe she didn't. And I think that would be great if she didn't. Um, Phasma is one of those interesting characters. That's some criticism again, where it's like she was in the movie and, she wasn't a really big character in the in the force awakens either um and then she dies in this one um it's the only character that died in this movie that i thought was i mean i i don't know it's hmm. for her character being as i don't know it didn't really hit me as a negative exactly but you know cool um does anyone have anything they want to say about this one maybe i should have started talking about it i I don't have a lot to say yeah i just thought that how like she's presented as you know she's the one who trains all the stormtroopers in her division and she's supposed to be a badass and basically went down because of a sucker punch i can see why people are complaining about that i didn't have a huge issue with it yeah yeah (laughs) she she is the new boba fett yeah (laughs) so yeah i mean boba fett dies because of an accident So, yeah, I mean, it's weird. it's not unprecedented, although, exactly. Although, yeah. can we just point out that she is the first stormtrooper we have ever seen where her armor 
did something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, somebody yeah. shot her and I it like deflected off her armor. Yeah. It's the first time we've ever seen that armor actually do <laughs> anything. Yeah, that's true. Right. It yeah, was uh, kind of has this has this like boss battle there, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it was weird. And the way they filmed it, too, was weird because like one minute she's standing right over Finn and Rose giving the order to kill them. And then the next minute, she's like on the other side of the yeah the that, ship, that was, yeah, like coming yeah. towards them with her crew. Right. It's like right, that's that's a problem. I think there was some editing, maybe. I think there was more scenes there. One thing that I read with uh, Ryan Johnson is he said some of his favorite scenes were cut from the movie, so that might be a deleted scene or something. I don't know, but yeah, I, I definitely noticed that too. It's like in, it's in like uh, in like Indiana Jones, where in one scene Indiana Jones is like on the top of a submarine, and the next scene immediately just jump cuts to it. He's inside the Nazi base somehow. He just swims from the Nazi <laughs> sub and he's just immediately hiding behind a box. It's like, Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, it's funny. Uh, okay. So here, here's something that I have seen no one criticize and this is maybe faux criticism, but, um, uh, BB eight is OP as hell. In this oh, he movie. is. Yeah. He's ridiculous. <laughs> he is so OP. And, and it's funny because I thought it was all great. I love, I loved it, but, but my wife was like, yeah, whatever. He, he was driving around. <laughs> yeah, him he, and the walker was a little bit too much. Everything yeah, before yeah. that, you know. I thought he was definitely fine. a Mary Sue in this movie for sure. I, no I love when it. he was trying to pretend to be a mouse droid and making the noises and everything. That was one of the yeah, jokes. That was, yeah. was, that was probably one of my favorite jokes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. where he was pretending to be a droid. I didn't know he was trying to be a mouse droid. He just pretended to be a droid. I love that. That was so much fun. Or when... And, uh, that one little alien kept putting coins in him and then later yeah. he uses the coins to like shoot them out. Oh, fun fact about okay. that, that, that alien that was putting coins in him was also played by Mark Hamill. Nice. He wanted to play a CG Wait. character, so they gave him that one. But he was little. How, how did that work? He was a teeny little character. How did that even? I don't know. Something about when they did the 3D animation, they managed to shrink him down or something. I don't know. Did he just, did, well, he might've been like, like laying on his belly or something because that's like the size of warwick davis i just oh, thought they threw okay warwick i thought you were joking no he was he was a total cg character <laughs> it's just his voice yeah yeah just his voice like he oh just his voice oh, okay sorry. I'm like, that i thought you were joking about that. <laughs> oh no 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 i'm really that dumb guys i'm really that dumb <laughs> it's a new force power they yeah, yeah <laughs> you can make yourself smaller oh you said cg god damn it oh my gosh i get it now i'm sorry people i'm late. it's late it's late anyways okay anyways oh oh hey okay so so some more criticism of the movie that clearly worked for me was that uh you know it's just probably everything but uh um the humor some people didn't think fit well with the movie so i'll start that off um i read an interview with ryan johnson after the movie you know because i was reading everything i could about the movie because i'd finally seen it and i wasn't worried about spoilers and he said that what he was trying to do was um was that this is going to be a dark movie, right? You're in for a journey. It's going to be really punishing. But you came to see a Star Wars movie, so he really wanted to make sure that, like, right away, he did a Monty Python sketch, is what he called it, where um, Poe has a discussion with um, <clears throat> General Hux, um, where he's like, I'll wait for Hux. And he's like, hey, this is, you know, Hux is monologuing, and then he just totally cuts him off and, like, makes him look like a total ass, which is hilarious. So I just thought it was really, really funny. And he said the reason why he did that and added more 
scenes of humor is because it's going to be dark, but you want to, but this is a Star Wars movie, so it's going to be okay. Like, you can laugh, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be in for a ride. So I think what people are experiencing with this one is tonal jumps a little bit because you've got a really dark movie, a really dark Star Wars movie, but then you also have Porg chicken scenes, right? Which <laughs> yeah, I love, by the way, I love that. I, you um, know what? I'm team Porg. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I like the Porg. I so wanted Chewie to eat that thing i know i so did too know. but they didn't do it they didn't do it it like, looks pretty it, good like i it, yeah yeah that whole thing was ridiculous i thought I, i'm in the camp with the people that thought that the humor was it was too much i mean there were sure there was, some of it landed really well like there was one where leia told 3po to wipe that you know that anxious look off his yeah. face or whatever yeah. like that was hilarious yeah, yeah that was really um, good. i didn't have there a problem some with things the like that they were good yeah, I didn't have a problem with the amount of humor. It just some of the jokes didn't land for me. Like I didn't think that the the which ones didn't uh, land for you. Really, I'm just honestly, the very first one with with Poe and Hux, that one just oh. it didn't feel right to me. It would have yeah. it, it would have been a out. it would have been a funny joke in a different movie, I think. But you're yeah. talking about I'm holding for Hux, it, it sounds like it's more of a real life joke than a Star Wars joke, and it yeah. just didn't really flow. See, that's, have, that's the only like, one that I can think holding of. Holding in Star Trek or uh, Star Wars. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, it's like somebody saw that and was like, "We want that in our movie." That's before somebody else puts it in their movie. We we need that in our movie. It's like, and to be honest, like I thought that Kylo, uh, not Kylo Poe, was saying hugs like H U G S, <laughs> like intentionally, um, because of the way he was pronouncing it. I guess I don't know. So I, I, thought have, he was, that's I thought he was mocking him and trying to. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I definitely was mocking him. Yeah, there's yeah, no question sure. about that. I, I think uh, um, so. A lot of people seem to not like the scene where Luke drinks milk pretty much directly out of the teeth oh, of yeah. whatever that blue milk thing is. <laughs> I thought it was great. I loved it. And but again, I, I guess people just really didn't like it. Um, it was just like it showed how little of a like he did not give a shit anymore. You know, like I, and I thought yeah, I thought yeah. it, that. I didn't think that was really a jokey scene. I thought it, I mean, it was a little bit, but yeah, I thought that one worked. Yeah. I saw a lot of people getting upset about the, uh, Ray when he's, when he tells her to reach out and she literally reaches out with her hand and he does the little thing with the the leaf and it's like, you feel that you feel it. She's like, I've never felt anything like that before. And and he smacks her like that. I agree that that whole thing was ridiculous. I mean, it, it was really unnecessary for her to like like she wouldn't know that he meant reach out with her mind because she's actually done it several times already so it's again like kind of contrived humor um yeah yeah i get that i thought it was a little silly yeah sure yeah oh it definitely was silly no question about that i i think that uh that was kind of a callback to yod oh go ahead yeah, I mean, sure, it was probably silly directing too. Um, but I bet, um, I bet, uh, I, mean, I don't know, I, I wasn't there, but maybe. But I, but like, I think that that movie was kind of a callback to Yoda a little bit, um, in 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 how he was being kind of goofy in that way, I guess, because Yoda had a couple of those moments as well. Um, but but never when they were training. Somebody pointed that out. I'd heard that that Yoda did have some some quirky moments, but never. Never in training. In fact, he chastised Luke most of the time when they were training. You're, you're not. You're not focusing. You're not. Right. You right. have to take this more seriously. Right. And, right. And Luke 
that whole situation kind of was like, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Anything else y'all want to talk about? We've talked about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It's been going for a bit. Yeah, we've had a few. Uh, yeah. yeah, just um, <clears throat> one one last thing that that I wanted to bring mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. there uh, there was one scene uh, between it was the scene between Luke and Leia that was probably meant to be kind of an emotional scene, you know, during filming, but now after the fact with Carrie Fisher's passing, yeah. I felt it took on like a whole, yeah, like a whole deeper meaning, and yeah. I almost lost it in the mm-hmm. theater at that right. part. Like, <laughs> so just um, that was a great scene. Just yeah, <clears throat> wanted to right. bring that up real quick. I think her whole performance. I think everything that happened with her character took on a different weight when I saw it because I I thought what happened was she actually died. And that's why I think maybe the scene turned out the way that it did that it did with her, you know, out in space, because I'm like, oh, wow, she did. She. Re- oh, man, did they did they actually change this movie? They said they wouldn't. And then and then she comes back and I'm like, oh, whoa. And then she was like in a coma the whole time. And I'm like, oh, man, she's dead. Like, you know what I mean? It just reminded me of her so much and yeah. everything about her. And then when she came back and then it was just like such a great moment. And I, I think with her being gone, the whole I mean, she's just great in this movie. I mean, she's I mean, I don't know. She's better than she is in The Force Awakens by a lot. And oh, yeah. in this movie, she's incredible. She's given more to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's she's she's so great. So any uh, last thoughts before we wrap things up? My take with the movie in general is there are so many extenuating circumstances that happened around or that happen around Star Wars movies um fan theories uh lives of you know actors outside the set more so than what would normally happen in any other franchise i think because yeah. of the status of star wars um and a lot of that obviously plays into perspectives and opinions of the movies diehard fans have a certain perspective of the movies and expectations for what they want to see and how much of that actually goes into considering whether or not these are because i mean everybody talks about it whether or not these are good movies compared to whether or not they're good star wars movies which is a weird dynamic you know i mean yeah because if it's not a good movie then why does it matter if it was a good star wars movie it kind of goes back to my thing like it's just in there because it's a star wars movie not because it means anything or because it drives anything it's just a, a moment, an experience, a feeling, but no real gravity. That's that was my experience with watching this movie. It's like there's there's things that happen. There's so many inconsistencies um, that it just felt like a ride. And now I'm off, but it's it's a ride that doesn't really seem to go anywhere. It just everything is a problem. Everything is a failure. Everyone has a failure. Nothing means anything because it's all reset at the end of the movie. And so it's like, I don't know. I just, I think, yeah, I think that's an interesting question that you bring up, which is how we derive meaning from things um, and how we get and how you get 
And I think it is an interesting discussion, too, which you meant. But I'll talk about the meaning thing, I think. But it also is an interesting question that you bring up, like about movies in general. Like, is this a good movie because it's a good movie or is and, and then the outside question is, this a good Star Wars movie? Um, but I think I, the one I want to sort of talk about, though, is like how we derive meaning from things. And I don't think you can divorce um, an experience like a movie because it exists in a couple hours outside of what you bring into it in the moment and the societal moment. And then the moment that you take into it and who you are as a person and, and how you look at that kind of thing and, and your outlook on life actually, and who you are. And I think that paints how you have an opinion about art in general, actually. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and and, and this is actually an interesting uh, question that I was even asking my wife. I'd love to see the demographics for terms of people who like this movie versus who you are and how, and like how old you are. And we get voter exit data, but I'd really like to see like, depending on what you thought of the movie, like how you break down and and that kind of stuff, you know, because I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see, um, to see elections and how the voter breakdown, for instance, the recent election, we're not going to get too political, but the recent election in Alabama. And if you check that out, the Senate race, um, you, you look at the voter turnout from that. Look at the demographics. It's an interesting story. And I think that would be an interesting story, too. And it's an interesting discussion. And I think for me, like. My experiences with uh, entertainment are painted very much by my outlook, for instance, as someone who had who looks at life in a different way, I think maybe I like I would like this movie in a way that someone didn't. But then again, am I liking it because I need to like a Star Wars movie? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And I think that Carrie Fisher's Fisher's death did affect me a lot, mm-hmm. actually, because like I grew up with her as a character and she was like a hero of mine. And then seeing her on the screen again, I like to see that. And that def- and seeing her die definitely paints that. And I and I think that I was in the theater with a bunch of fans. And every time she was on screen, people were behind me were crying. You know what I mean? And I kind of wish they wouldn't because I, you know, it kind of like was a little distracting. But for them, that's how they kind of came into the movie. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what painted it for them. Like, I think fans experience this movie differently than people that just watch it that maybe aren't fans. But who has a better opinion of it? I don't really know. I think we all have opinions. But I don't know. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I think I don't know. What do you think, Tim, Travis, anything you want to talk about with that? Uh, Travis, you want to take point on that one? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you're definitely right. Like the, those voter demographics would be great to see for like for everything, like every opinion that you read about, like that would, that would inform so much more. Um, but yeah, you mean you were talking about whether you like this more because you wanted to like a star Wars movie. Well, I mean, you don't really like episode two, so I don't think that's necessarily the case for you. It might be for some people. I mean, I'm, I'm don't mean to speak for you, but you know what I mean? I no, I actually do want to like the prequels a lot. I just don't. Right, That's what I'm um, saying. I really do. I really do because I want to like star Wars because I like star Wars. I just can't, you know, because just for whatever reason, you know, there was a time, you know, when I appreciated them more and, and, and honestly, I think there's going to be a time where I can actually come back and watch those movies and enjoy them a lot. It's just not right now. Every time I come back, I have less things that I criticisms of them because I just do, you know what I mean? I really do. Um, I don't know about this movie. I would say that I own a lot of science fiction movies, um, that are very similar to this, that are very dark, yeah. that feature very, very failure prone people that screw up a lot. So whew, I don't know, I probably would like this one if it wasn't, but 
I don't know. I mean, would it become as important to me? Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. And see, my, my problems with the movie are more on the, maybe the, the technical, the filmmaking, the craft um, of it and less about the, the specific lore um, that, that has been presented. I, I really, to me, especially with a franchise like uh, Star Wars, where, you know, a year, I guess it's been more than a year, a couple of years ago, it was basically reset, you know, with the, the purchase by Disney and, and whatever the, the, the reset of the extended universe. And so it's like a fresh start. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Um, now it's all building, building, building. Everything's everything around every corner is going to be new or different. And, um, my, the questions that I have and the issues that I have tend to revolve around how they tell those stories and how they present them in, uh, in, in the form of craft, um, as opposed to something like say the, the Marvel universe, which is drawing heavily from comics, which are already established and have not for all intents and purposes been reset. I mean, I mean, you could argue that they have been, but, but, um, I think they probably have been cause like they're doing planet Hulk again, but it's different. So it, like both of those things probably didn't happen at the same time. So it probably is a reset in the film mm-hmm. universe, I would say. Well, they're taking liberties with how they tell existing sure. stories, but right. that's, there's, you know, they're doing they it away. Fans less by not resetting everything. Right. And by handling it well with their craft, they, they handled it in a, in a, in a decent way. Um, and that's kind of really it for me. Like I'm not trying to piss off star Wars people by saying that the story sucks. What I'm, what I'm generally saying is that I like some of the story elements in this. I felt like there were really good star Wars elements in this, but, um, it was just told in a, in a kind of slipshod way. Very confusing. Very, very messy. Yeah. For what it's, for what it's worth on the, the whole demographic thing. Um, in addition to myself, I uh, brought my two kids, um, ages nine and seven, and they both loved this. Um, so for whatever it's worth, the kids like it. <laughs> my little sister liked it, too. She's like 19 or whatever. And she's not mm-hmm. quite. I think she's 18 or whatever. She thought it was great. Her boyfriend liked it, too. But this uh, is all like, you know, it's pretty, uh, it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty like narrow uh so let's uh wrap things up this this episode um so let's uh wrap things up with just like a final sentence or two about what we thought of the movie just kind of to wrap things up and then tell people where they can find more of us online uh start with uh you travis yeah this was uh this was definitely one that we'll be talking about for a while i think um i i came out of it hopeful and ready to see it again and again probably two or three more times in the theater. So yeah, it was safe to say I really liked it, had some problems with it, but overall I was satisfied and you can find me at cheerfulghost.com slash Travis or at on Twitter at not Travis Newman. Thank you. Script. Uh, I think I've pretty much given my final thoughts. Um, <laughs> to, uh, if you um, want to get a hold of me, uh, cheerfulghost.com slash script or uh, on Instagram, actually, at John Ingalls Art. That's, that's it. 
Tim? Ooh. Well, I mean, overall, I liked the movie. In fact, I'd actually go so far as to say I liked it, you know, quite a bit. Definitely have some issues with it. I I am not sure how many of my issues have to do with just because of my own expectations I had about these established characters, you know, versus how much I actually think was, you know, poor decisions in the movie. But overall, I I liked it. I'm looking forward to episode nine. I just have no idea where they're going to go with the story from this point on, <laughs> which maybe that's a good thing, you know, it, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tim O'Gorgon or at cheerful ghost, slash Tim O'Gorgon. Yeah. Um, firstly, I want to say thank you to, um, Travis and Tim and you two script. I know we, we definitely had a few moments there, but I really do appreciate this discussion very much. I think it goes to show like, um, I think, um, entertainment is at its best when there is something to talk about. And I think that oftentimes there's a lot to talk about with things that um, I, I, I find that things that are actually some some of the best kind of stuff actually doesn't have um, everyone loving it. Actually, I think some some really great stuff actually has a bunch of different ways to look at it. Um, and I think that this is for me an example of that, just simply like it's 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 not an easy thing to come into it and have so many people experience something really different and and have a really really wide variety of experiences with it. And I think that's to the movie's credit. I think it was trying to do a lot, and I do think that that does mean that it was bold. I don't think it was effective for everyone clearly, but I think that it definitely um, had a perspective and it threw them dice down hard. And um, I'll give it credit for that. This movie was not just fan service, so um, although it had a lot of that in it. Um, but yeah, thank you, Ryan Johnson. Uh, this was a very special movie to me. It really, it really like the whole part about failure and everything just really, um, it really said a lot to me personally. Um, and it was really cool. I, I like to have that kind of experience. It, it felt like those experiences I had with empire and, and, and that, in that way, um, because as someone who screwed up a lot, I can definitely relate. And I think that that was really great. So um, yay, yay that. So, um, thank you for listening to this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening.